Hello and welcome to the Life with Libby podcast. This podcast is all about empowering women to find their magic. This podcast is conscious based and we'll be going into the very details of life that all women walk through. Enjoy. Hi babes, thank you for joining us here on the Life with Libby podcast. Today I have Candace with us. She is such an amazing woman in real estate and has built such a beautiful business, super multifaceted. She has so much to share with you guys. And Candace, I'm going to let you take it away. Hey, Libby, thanks so much for having me. I'm super excited to be with you and share with you. So thank you. Uh, so yeah, basically, uh, as a child or uh, I guess early teen, I was one of these like nerdy kids who read personal finance books and you know I came from a background of entrepreneurs and I just thought okay I gotta figure this out like my grandparents are entrepreneurs my parents and I gotta figure this money thing out so I read a lot of personal finance books and um, you know I had one aunt who had gone to university and I just figured okay well I'm good at math she's an accountant she's a career woman powerhouse you know very driven no kids, no husband, just go, right? And I thought, Kate, that's that's what I want to do. And she was kind of my inspiration. So I, I got my Bachelor of Commerce uh, from the University of, um, of Manitoba. I'm from Canada. And that was kind of the plan. But then I met my husband at uh, 17, almost 18. And we got married when I was, I always say almost 20, but I was 19. Oh my goodness, that's so quick. Yeah, yeah, wow. and um, it's okay. My me when I met my husband, it was a real quick thing too. It was like, <laughs> hey, I met you. I know you're the one. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's like just fits into my character. It's like, okay, <laughs> is this serious or not? If not, let's move on. If it's serious, let's keep going. <laughs> so, yeah, and uh, wasn't gonna have kids. Ended up having four kids. Wow. So again, just never say never in life because you just don't know where things are gonna take you. And just be open to possibilities, opportunities, etc. Um, so yeah, the career the career path changed. I, I was sort of changed my mind from becoming an accountant to going into banking and then was a mortgage broker for a little bit and then eventually an opportunity came up uh, where someone approached me if I would ever want, if I'd want to be a realtor and you know real estate was something that my husband and I were already doing we were investing in real estate and I thought well if it's like a team which is kind of what the approach was um, with this woman uh, if it's a team, then it's a little bit more like we'll all work together, right? But I thought otherwise, like who's going to hire this 25-year-old realtor when there's so many realtors out there that are so experienced, right? Um, and then this, so this team thing didn't work out, but the realtor thing really worked out. Uh, so I'm one of the top producing realtors in in my market. Oh my and, God. Yeah. And the, um, the personal finance thing has kind of come full circle. And so just through being a realtor, you get to know clients really, really well, right? And you help them through often really tough scenarios. So real estate people often think, well, you're, you're buying houses, you're driving around in your car, you're having a good time. Uh, but a lot of real estate is divorce, death, moving mom into an old folks home, all that stuff that's really hard. And so um, just through really trusted relationships with people, you know, 
people started asking me more of the money stuff. Like, okay, Candace, I'm getting an inheritance. What should I do? Uh, and I just realized, you know what, there's a real big need for helping people. And, you know, obviously this pandemic has just multiplied that in so many ways, right? And um, yeah, so it's really just about giving back and helping others. That's kind of my my legacy work. <laughs> I'm not quite 40, but it's it's just about like, what do I want to do now? And it's just giving back and helping people just to find success, so... That's really amazing. And I, I think like you, you're right. You really nailed it when you said when you think of real estate, those aren't the things that you think about at all, right? You just think maybe like new families or this, people are picking up their homes. Like it's exciting, but you're so right. I never thought about that, that there is a real emotionally heavy side to it. Right. And so how have you found in doing that, like connecting with people did you have to do, you know, like self-development on your end or was it something that came really natural to you? What was mm -hmm. that like? Yeah, I think like a lot of, so I also coach realtors as well, new realtors and just helping them kind of get started. And there's a lot of psychology in sales, right? It's about listening to people and knowing how to help them, even though they might not be saying, I need help right now, Right. And just being a good listener in any field you're in, if you're a coach, um, if you're a manager, it doesn't really matter, but the, the better you can um, make your communication skills, which is really listening, active listening, uh, the better you can listen, the more that you can help people. And uh, so, yeah, I think it's just being authentic and being real with people and people knowing that you're a safe place that they can share, right? That it's not just about the sale for you that like for myself that it's not just about the sale right like whatever you need i'm here for you just call so wow yeah. what have what has been has there been any like key moments in your career where you're like wow i really helped this person and it wasn't about the house i really helped them on like an, on a different level on an emotional level is there anything that stands out to you Oh yeah, there's tons of those moments. I think some of the ones that impact me the most are helping women, of course, you know, so somebody who's escaping a bad relationship, uh, there's often restraining orders, you know, and so there's that fear, right? Um, so that, I think those are the most impactful, always, um, just being able to help somebody move on and be a strong front for them when it's hard to be courageous because you've been through so much in your life and just giving them that hope. So, yeah. Wow. And I really think that ties into like holding space is such like a buzzword right now, I feel like, but yeah. I, it's a buzzword I really like because we don't realize how you're like, a can, you can hold a container for somebody who can't hold that for themselves at that time. Yeah. I think that's so fascinating. That's incredible. Yeah. So like when, we, go for it. I think that we just have to slow down a little bit in life. You know, we're so busy all the time and we're trying to hurry and get from one place to the other. And what do I have to do next? And it's just this whirlwind, right? Mm -hmm. But if you can just stop and take that extra 10 minutes for somebody and, you know, if you're, you're not asking them, how are you, right? But you're asking them, like, how are you today? What's your week been like, right? So often we're just like, how are you? And people are like, yeah, good. And it's not even an answer anymore, right? Mm -hmm. But if you can be even just a little bit creative in how you're asking questions, then you can just connect with people on that 
on a different level. So, because so often, again, we're not real with each other anymore. So maybe somebody has nobody who's really connecting with them in their life. It's very common more than I think. That is true. And, you know, because depression rates are higher than they've ever been. And that could also be that a lot of people are, you know, getting the help that they need now. People are being a little bit more vocal about their mental health, which is huge. But, you know, reaching out and asking those questions, I know personally is so impactful because you're so right. We always just say, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. And, you know, I went through years of feeling so alone, but yet I was always a bubbly person in the room and I was always, and so nobody would ever think like, oh, she's depressed. You know, she's hurting. Nobody would ever think that. So we always say like, if you're depressed, reach out to me. And I'm like, yeah, it's kind of good, but it's like kind of a half-assing it. way of approaching it like you really have to you you said it like be creative with your questions yeah get in on like what is really happening you know I have I had a friend recently who who gave birth and I saw all these beautiful photos on Instagram and I was just like oh that's so beautiful and then you know when I checked in with her I found out oh wow like there was you know a lot of complications there were some health issues that would go on behind it and it's like whoa yeah you really don't know what people are walking through and I guess you know when you're helping somebody in the real estate world like it's probably so much of that comes to light oh yeah when you're when you're doing that right that's amazing so in you so you do coaching and you do public speaking Mm-hmm. And you are helping people that are launching their real estate business. And you said, you know, when you started, your team didn't, it didn't really work out for you. So what's your approach when you do that? You know, it really depends where the person's at um, and where they would like to go. And that's the beautiful thing about coaching is, yes, there's certain things you need to be and you need to know as a real estate agent. But the sky's the limit, right? Like you could be a realtor who just focuses on uh, first-time home buyers. You could be a realtor who really focuses in on rental properties, right? And that's where, again, I do a lot of the speaking because um, I've had a lot of experience with rental properties. So I'm sort of in that realm, that arena as well. But, you know, it really depends what you want to do. But so much of it is just having the confidence in any business to have the confidence and the perseverance to keep going and be consistent. So we tend to like throw things at the wall and say, okay, I'm going to try this and I'm going to send out some flyers. Oh, nobody called. Guess that doesn't work. Okay. Well, I'll I'll tell people I sell rental properties. Nope. Nobody's calling. That's not working. And it's just that we're not being consistent and having that long-term um, focus, right? I, I was watching this guy that I know on, on Facebook and he was just sharing how, um, you know, he's had this business for quite a while. He's been in the industry for a long time and, um, and it's in the sign making business. Um, so he's, he's been around, but he's had his business now for a couple of years and he was vulnerable and he's like, yeah, I think next year we'll finally make money right in the fourth or fifth year. And so again, you see all this success and you think, I'm not doing what they're doing. I look Mm -hmm. at my competition there. I'm just not, I'm not making it like them. 
but they're not necessarily making it either. It's just that they're persevering and they've got the focus and the determination that they're like, nothing's stopping me. Maybe I'm not making a profit yet, but it's coming. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, like as business owners, we can really understand what it's like, how scary it is to put yourself out there and overcoming that. Right. Because, and especially, you know, in real estate, like it's your face, right? Right. Like you're, you're there. Like people have to see you, you, and like, you have to be seen. Right. And so when things don't work out, that can feel so devastating on your soul because you're like, well, it's me. Like I'm putting myself out there. I'm the one doing this. And you know, like in my business, like it's literally, my name is in my business. Like everything I do is like about my life and like, and uh, I, and I'm so vulnerable online with so many people and that, you know, I think for me, it took a lot to start doing that. And now it's like second nature for me to do this. So easy for me. I'm like, I'm an open book. What do you want to know? But when you end up like putting yourself out there, like you say, let's say you send out the flyers, you don't get anything back. You do this, you do that. And it feels really defeating. How do you suggest to somebody who's going through that to persevere and to keep that up? Oh my gosh. Can you hear my dogs? Can you hear them? My mic picks up everything. And that must be my husband coming home right now. (laughs) We live in like, um, we live on a farm in like the middle of nowhere. So we've got all these acres. So if anytime like something comes in, they're like, what's that? What's that? They don't hear anything all day. So what would you, what advice would you give to somebody to persevere through these times that can feel really personal and really personally devastating? Yeah, I think that like you just have to be able to separate yourself from from what happened, right? And you know, one one example that often comes up with real estate is okay, I've become a realtor now. All my friends and family are going to use me to sell their home, and so yeah, I can count on all of them. So I'll have a good year. And then slowly, one by one, they start working with all these other realtors, and the new realtors like what like. I'm your friend. I'm your family, right? Yeah. That could feel like such a slap in the face too, right? <laughs> I, I like you're smiling. I know you felt it. I know that's happened to you. Like Everybody has. Everybody has, right? But the ones that are successful in any business, they're able to flick that switch quick and not let that take them down, right? You're going to dwell on something for the next four days. And you're now like, hey, I'm not going to work on my business. Just going to take a couple of days off. Then it becomes a couple of weeks off. And mm. you have to be able to switch back quick to say, okay, that didn't work out. Who's the next person? Who am I calling? And just keep moving forward. Exactly, right? I think that's so key. Um, I know for me, like when I first started, that was something that was so hard for me to shut off. You know, to be like, I was like, oh man, like, people don't want this. They don't want my services. Like, what am I doing wrong? Is there something wrong with me? What's going on inside of me that's stopping this? And this was something I had a conversation um, with my coach and she's like, your job is to just be you. And as long as you tie your worth to your business, your business isn't going to succeed. Cause everything is going to be taken so personally and you're going to feel like, well, I'm not enough. I'm not this. My message yeah. isn't good. Yeah. 
So I think that's so key. Hey girl, if you are seriously ready about transforming your life and stepping into a new paradigm where you are in a world where you are fully authentically in love with you, then you need to email me today about working in my one-on-one coaching program. This program is all about you, about how you are going to fall in love with your body, Realize the goddess that you are. Step fully into your power, fully loving and accepting all of you. Facing your trauma and healing, up-leveling yourself so you can vibrate at higher frequencies so you can manifest more easily and faster than ever before in your life. I'm so excited to share this with you and to see you transform into the person that you truly are meant to be and the person that you desire. I want to take you from where you are to exactly where you want to be. And that, my babe, is through the magic of self-love. There is no greater thing than loving yourself. The most important thing that you can do for you, the best thing you can do to up-level your life, up-level your frequencies, and to change and transform your life and the ways that you interact with the world, it all begins with you. It all begins with how you interact with yourself, your body, your mind, your spirit. If you're tired of being at war with you and you're really ready to face the shit and face the trauma and learn how to get over it and learn how to let go and learn how to fully step into you and fully step into your power and embrace that badass bitch that you are, you need to email me today at admin at lifewithlibby.com. That's A-D-M-I-N life l-i-f-e with w-i-t-h libby l-i-b-b-i-e dot com i can't wait to see you wait to hear from you you can also find me on my facebook group magical af babes you can find me on instagram as well and dm me from there i can't wait to see you grow and grow and grow because it took me so long to finally fall in love with who I am. I went through so many suicide attempts, through bulimia, through anorexia, through through homelessness, and being so, so broken, and so not loving myself, and just really hating myself. And I learned how to get myself out of that, to be in freedom, to feel free in my body, to love my body, to honor myself, to know who the fuck I am, and taking all of that and creating a life for me that allows me to travel the world, that allows me to be anywhere I want to be, that allows me to empower other women, and that is exactly what I am meant to do with my life is to empower and watch other women grow. And if you are going through something, it doesn't have to take you years to heal. It can happen so quickly for you. Your life doesn't have to be the same anymore. You don't need to be doing the same thing that your mother did. 
you don't need to be doing the same thing that your families did. You can stop the pattern. You can stop the trauma. And it all begins with loving you and stepping into you and knowing who you are. You are meant for so much greatness and I just want to show you who that is because you are meant for it, baby. You are magical AF. You are magical. I can't wait to work with you and hear from you. Follow me on Instagram. Join my Magical AF Babes Facebook group. And email me today. I can't wait to work with you and see you one-on-one. My coaching program is a one-on-one program right now. And it is for 12 whole weeks. So you get me every week. We get a video face call time or video time call. I'm going to leave that there because that's so human. And we are going to have that genuine, beautiful time together. We are going to have each other 24-7. You get access to me at any time, any time of the day. You can call, text me any point for any reason during our coaching session and during that time. So you get me for 12 weeks, which is amazing. And I can't wait to see you there, babe. You deserve it. How would you suggest though to people who might have a hard time shutting that off? What, like, what are some ways, like some active ways that people can shift, shift their mindset? I think that the more that people are structured in their business, the more that you're going to have success. So if every day you go and you make 10 calls and then you do one hour of follow-up calls and then you do half an hour of social media and you just have that same thing all the time, then you're going to find that success. But as soon as you only want to work when you feel like it, right? Like, oh, I'm, I'm just going to do social media when I have the inspiration. That's just not how it works. Mm -hmm. So the more that you can structure and have posts go out automatically, you know, through Hootsuite or Meet Edgar or whatever that is, you know, work on a whole bunch of stuff and then schedule it out and just be really intentional with how you plan your business. So if you don't plan things ahead and you just kind of are, you know, flying by the seat of your pants, you're just not going to have the success that somebody else has who's just structured. Because you know, if I have a bad day and my posts don't go out because I had a bad day, that's really unacceptable when we have so many opportunities to have technology help us with stuff, right? Mm. So either having, you know, somebody help you, whether it's an assistant or keeping your accountability, like you mentioned with a coach, um, that kind of stuff is going to help you get past those difficulties faster. Mm -hmm. And as you said, it's... um. It's not, what was the word you said? Oh my God, I was saying it in my head so I didn't forget. And then I forgot it. <laughs> oh, unacceptable. You're like, it's unacceptable for your business. And I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with when mm -hmm. starting a business is actually being accountable to the business. Right. Because I don't I mean, there's so many reasons. I know for me, it was like, well, my business is all about, you know, how I feel and my life. So I'm just going to allow it to just be, and I'm going to post when I feel like it. And then I'm like, oh wait, my engagement's really down because I haven't posted in two weeks. Right. Right. That like hit me so hard because it's unacceptable. And 
you know, maybe if you see your business, not as your business, but maybe like as a friend, you know, how would you be accountable to that person? Yeah. That's really unique. Yeah. Or what advice would you give somebody else? Or if somebody was running a business, you know, like sometimes we have to look at it as like a job, right? If I show up at my job, there's things to do for those eight hours and then I go home. So why, when we start a business, do we think that we shouldn't be putting in the eight hours, right? Mm -hmm. So that's what I tell new realtors too. So if it's like, well, I'm struggling, I'm like, Kate, have you put in 40 hours this week? And usually it's like, well, (laughs) (laughs) so we want the 40 hour income, right? We want the income, but we don't want to put in the hours, but just doesn't work like that, right? The, The high producing people, they're working their tail off, you know? So it's about being diligent and getting, getting a lot of stuff out there, getting it done and tweaking and just getting better and better. Um, you know, and I think sometimes we, we judge ourselves so quickly because we want the instant gratification, like everything in society, right? I want to go buy something. I go to Amazon in two minutes. I have it. Right. We want that with our business too, but we have to know that this again is this long game. So when I have a job that doesn't really work out, then I'm like, hmm, you know, I'll just get a different job and nobody really cares. But if we have a business right away, we feel like, well, if this isn't succeeding, I'm a failure, but we don't think that about a job. So I think we just have to, like you said, separate yourself from it and just give it enough time and enough energy and just be, yeah, just work just work hard. (laughs) There's no magic pill. It's just like going to the gym, right? You can't go to the gym, you know, when you feel like it and, and just be ripped. You got to work hard for it. Yeah. As much as I would love that, just go one time. I know, right? My, my best friend's a trainer. And so she's always on me. Like, have you moved today? I'm like, no, (laughs) no, I've been working for my laptop for the last 12 hours. Girl, I don't have time to move. (laughs) I know I wish it. Right. I, I did train with her for a while and I was like, I'm not getting the results. She's like, it takes time. Yeah. Years there too. Right. It takes years to, for people to become bodybuilders and compete and None of these things are quick, but we want them quick. (laughs) It's so true. It's so true. And I know, and like having that instant gratification with business, it can feel like there and not there at the same time, because with social media, it's like, oh, we got so many likes or we got these comments or we got this and it, um, that can feel great. But then it's like, oh wait, is this bringing in sales? Is this, is this enough? Right? Yeah. Yeah. And really showing up for it. Yeah. And then, you know, you compare it to selling houses, you have to, you have to put in the work all the time. And when somebody is ready, then they're going to call, right? Or you're going to call them at the right time, but people don't sell houses every day either. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's sort of the same thing with your own, whatever business it is, you gotta catch people at the right time, right? I might be following somebody for a long time. Um, let's say somebody who has, is in app creation, right? They're creating an app for me. I'm like, man, I really want to do that, but I'm not ready yet. But so I might follow them for a year or two before I'm like, okay, now I got to finally reach out to them, Mm -hmm. but they got to keep doing all that work to stay visible. So I don't forget about them. Right. So when you say app creation, do you do app creation? No, I don't, but I just mean if I wanted an app. Oh, okay. Okay. 
let's say I wanted an app or if I wanted to write a book, I might follow people for a while, but I might not need them quite yet. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's just timing. Sometimes there's people watching all the time. That's and they very true. Work with you. Yeah. That's very true. Cause even like if I'm following somebody like I love jewelry makers like I love like handmade jewelry I think it's so beautiful and I'll follow them for like years before I end up purchasing something you know you're right like people are always watching yeah and how do you suggest to people who are starting a business how should they get the word out there what is something that they should be doing or I know there's many things and many avenues but what do you suggest So I think, first of all, if you could find different industries that are related to what you're doing, um, try and reach out to people who already have a following that you can work with. So networking with other businesses. So in the example of a realtor, um, you know, I'm going to network with a home builder or with a home builder association or bankers, right? There's different groups that have to do with real estate. Um, lawyers they might have a connection with somebody who again you know mom's mom passes away and now they go to the lawyer and they're like hey do you know of any realtor who could sell my mom's house as part of this estate so there's all these different people who are in the same industry right um so maybe i network with a coach who's a transformation coach but they don't want to talk about money but when they have somebody they can send them my way for the money piece I can send people to them for the transformation piece right so just thinking about who else has audiences that we could work together mm-hmm. exactly um, like we're doing right now yeah yeah <laughs> and um so and then of course people that you know but oftentimes when you're new in business you're so scared of judgment that you avoid everybody that you know but those are the people that already know like and trust you So getting past yourself and your mindset about that and approaching people, you know, and again, we're not bugging them. We're letting people know that we can help others. And do they know anyone who needs help? So it's not right away like, Hey, buy from me. Right. But really think about what problem do you solve and how can you help people? Because there's people, everyone has some type of problem that they'd like to work on. Right. Um, and they're always looking for people who are going to solve their problems. Absolutely. And so you do like, when you do money coaching for you, is it more mindset? Is it more practical? What does your money coaching look like? Yeah. So the practical piece of course is what people need to figure out. Right. So, you know, I'm struggling with my money. I can't, I can't stop spending. I'm always behind whatever that looks like. Uh, So it can be sort of that survival to stable. I've got everything sort of figured out. Now I want to take it to the next level of how do I invest? How do I get to that next point, right? So everybody's sort of in a different place. But I really like to look at um, the money personality that people have. So why That sounds interesting. A money personality? Yeah. Oh, can you expand on that? Uh, you know what people and it, it goes also back to your childhood and different things you learned about money at that point, even as a kid. So if I grew up with parents who needed to use the food bank and we were constant, my parents were unemployed all the time and stuff like that, that's going to impact me now. So I'm probably going to have a fear around money 
or I'm going to have this thought that, you know, I'll never master money. I'm always going to struggle because my parents did. That's just money's bad, all that kind of stuff. So you have to work past some of those things. And how do you work past some of those things with your clients? What are like techniques or, you know, some things that you use to help them get past that? Because so many people come from, you know, from just a lack mentality, right? Or poverty mentality. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So a lot of that is figuring out like why you're spending. So people, let's say I go to the mall and I go spend $400 on clothes because I'm having a bad day. So I go blow money to make myself feel better. I come home. I feel guilty. I'm looking at this clothes. Now I'm judging myself. Why did I do that? Now I've got debt on my credit card. Now I've got another issue. Now I'm stressed out. Now I'm going to overeat because I'm mad at myself. You know, all these things are interconnected. Mm. So, you know, I might be mad at myself that I'm gaining weight, but I'm just not dealing with the root issue, right? So why did I spend money in the first place? Because I couldn't deal with that problem that was stressing me out. So it's really just looking at like, what what are the underlying issues? And once you can realize, okay, I'm spending because of something, then we, let's deal with that problem. And then the spending is not a big deal anymore. Mm-hmm. It could be too, like, I'm always trying to keep up with my cousin and because we were always competing as kids and now I'm still competing with her and she has a great job and she buys something, I have to buy something. There's a lot of that out there too. Um, so again, just really recognizing, okay, is, is all of this worth it? in the end is the stress worth it is you know or what intrinsically makes you happy because we usually spend to gain happiness or to make Mm. ourselves feel better or something right it's tied to the emotion if we can go to the logic we don't end up needing to spend all that money on silly things wow isn't that interesting though and then a lot of people it's like they don't really address the problem until it's like they're really in deep, right? Like, yeah. oh, I've got like tons of credit card debt and I've got this. Like, why did I do all of this? Right. And then and they self-reflect. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or you're just, again, now you feel judgment and you don't want to talk to anybody about it and you're embarrassed and there's all the emotions again, right? Mm-hmm. I'm a failure. I'm this, I'm that. Uh, so the sooner, again, we can get past all that stuff and just say, look, I need to deal with this. I want to move on as quickly as possible. That's where having coaches helps. Right? Hey, babe. Thank you so much for being here and for joining me. If you are loving this podcast, if you are loving my content, that is because it is here for you. I am here to serve you. I used to be totally self-hating and so depressed, so anxious that I had no idea I could live a life of freedom. And so I want to introduce to you now my 12-week self-love magic group coaching program that is starting January 2021. What a way to start off the year. If you've ever made a New Year's resolution, this one is the only one you need to make. Just be you and just show up. What we're going to go through in this sessions in these sessions, sorry, is we are going to cover how you can fall in love with your body, how to heal your past trauma, how you can transform your life, 
and how you can walk in your power, in your goddess power. We're going to go over sexual energy and sexual healing in the body. We are going to transform your life and raise your wealth consciousness while doing it. If you have ever thought about joining one of my programs, this is definitely the one for you. I made this group in a response to a lot of people who are saying, you know what, Libby, I want to work one-on-one with you, but I'm not financially there yet. So this group is a response to that, and it is so affordable, guys. There are payment plans available for you to have access to so that it's just so accessible for every single person. If you're in a place where you're like, I want to go deeper, I love your podcast, I love your message, I love what you're doing, but I'm ready to take this now and really apply it to my life, then this program is for you. Stop waiting and start showing up for you because nobody can make that change in your life except for you. I am just here to be a guide and to teach you but you do all the work, babe, and start your 2021 off right and allow yourself to be magical AF because that is exactly what you are. I'll see you in January, 2021. And I think with money, like I actually did, um, in university, I did some research on how, um, people, how people see money and what I found, so I did like a cultural comparison between like Latinos and, you know, the general Canadian population. And what we found was that in Latino culture, people talk about money all the time. We right. say, like, we'll say, oh, you know, I, I know how much my friend is making. I know how much I'm making. You know, my parents know what's going on in my money life. Like, it's very open. Like, that's, it's more that we discuss it more. But I find, you know, in Western culture, nobody talks about money. Right. And so, yes, there's a lot of money books and there's a lot of like, here's what you should do with your money. But then when it comes to our personal finances, I think there's a lot of shame around that. And I think, you know, we're both Canadian. So I'll just use that example of Canada. I think it's like most Canadians are in, you know, so much debt. Like most Canadians have debt. Most Canadians are not debt free. Right. Like, I just find that insane. And then we don't, then we wonder why. And then it's like, well, we don't talk about our personal finances. You know, so why do you think that there's so much shame around that? Well, I think another thing too, is that people just think, okay, well, that's just life. So Mm. I'm going to get a car. I'm going to have debt. That's just how it is. Instead of, you know what, when you can change people's perspectives on it, Especially, you know, being able to teach kids and teenagers before they start with their money journey, like before you start getting into debt, just stop. (laughs) (laughs) Just don't do it. (laughs) Come and talk to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's, you know, if you can get people to realize some of this stuff early in life, that's where you have so much power, right? To be able to change mindsets. You know, um, you don't have to have the fanciest car save and invest instead and then later once you've got the cash then get the car and you don't have the debt right if you're not saddled with a car loan for 10 years 20 years the rest of your life you know how much money that is that you can invest and get ahead quickly it's just crazy right 
And I used to sell cars, so I know how deep some people are in debt. Like it is crazy. And I'm like, this car is breaking down on you, but because you've traded in so many times, you are going to be paying this car off for the next seven years. Yeah. Like it blows my mind, you know? And then in those situations, you're like, I can't even help you. Like you need to go see someone else. Like don't buy another car. Go see someone, go get help. Cause like, I can't help you out of this mess. I'm the worst, you know, like I, I spend money and we've gone on vacation. Like I don't want people to think I don't live. Right. But <laughs> I'm the worst. Like if somebody says, um, if they post on Instagram, like look at my new Range Rover, I can't write congratulations. <laughs> I just can't do it. I'm like, no, 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 I'm not happy for you. <laughs> You're like, but did you pay cash? Like, (laughs) but I think you're so right. Is that like debt is just a, such a normal part of the culture, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? I find that it's just insane because like, you know, I just took a step back now and like thought like, wow, because you're told and really, like you said, you know, you teach kids, but then, you know, you go to university and you take out a student loan. Yeah. And then, you know, student loans for the next four or five years. Okay. Then maybe you go into a master's program and then, you know, maybe you're in getting your PhD for the next eight years. Yeah. Years yeah. and years and years and years of debt. Yeah. Like that's just so crazy. Cause you, we teach people to get into debt. And I remember it was said to me, like I was 17 and it was like, take out a student loan, even if you don't need one. Yeah. And that was something that was taught to me in like a finance class in in high school. Right. And now I'm feeling like maybe that wasn't, you know, such smart teaching. (laughs) But you know what, like, and that's the other thing again with like, you know what, things happen. But when we constantly look back, like, oh, I screwed up. Oh, what was I doing? Why did I listen to that? Blah, blah, blah. Those are the negative things that churn around in our head. Instead of like, okay, things have happened. What am I doing tomorrow about this? And mm-hmm. I'm just starting to move forward, right? So anytime you have that, I don't want people to feel bad about what they've done. We've all made mistakes. All of us. I've made mistakes too. But it's moving forward, right? Yeah. And again, just like in business, the quicker you can move forward with your, your money issues, the better. So even for new entrepreneurs, like if you're looking to start a business, so many people say, oh, you need this and you have to do Facebook ads and you have to take a $5,000 course. And there's so many big things that people say you have to do. And then you feel like, well, I guess everyone else is doing this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but if you can start your business off with low debt and, you know, and not taking out a whole bunch of loans. And if you have a little bit saved before you start, you just won't again have that stress that you feel you have to quickly make sales right? That's so good. That's very true. And there are ways to, you know, advertise your business without having to spend so much money on them. Yeah. Right. Cause Facebook yeah. ads can be very pricey. They can be really difficult to navigate. Like even in, in my experience, like I don't think I'll run any more ads unless I hire someone to do them. Right. Because like, there's so much that goes into it. And I'm like, that's not my expertise. Right. You know, my expertise is like transforming people and, and teaching people self-love. That's my, that's where I like am awesome. I'm great at that. Ads? Yeah. I don't know. 
I'm not yeah. a marketer. <laughs> right. And I, I think again, like there's nothing wrong with ads. Go ahead and do that. If that's what you want to do in your business, but just make sure you understand what's going on. Right. So sometimes we think, Oh, well, they'll have the magic. They'll have the magic pill again. Right. So here I'll give you $5,000 for Facebook ads. And then we're disappointed, but there's no magic pill. We got to do the work. So we got to connect with people, you know, direct messaging people is very cheap. Picking up the phone is very cheap, right? Mm -hmm. So getting in front of people and nurturing relationships. So we have to remember, even with online businesses, the other side is a person just like us. And we, yeah. the more you connect and build that trust and people like you, you're going to do business. Mm -hmm. So got to get from behind the screen and be bold enough to get out there in any business. I really love that you said like there's no magic pill and I think I see ads all the time because being a coach there's so many things that are advertised to me on a daily basis like I like it's so annoying you know um and it's like you if you're coaching you need this you need this you need this you don't need to do that I have the answer like every single guru has the answer for how to run your business how to do this but I really love what you said is that there's not any one blue pill. You just have to do the work. Yeah. And there's a lot of work. And I think that's where, you know, like you said, strategize for your business. That's where that comes in. Yeah. Because there's so many things that you could be doing, but what is going to work for your business? Right. Yeah. And sometimes it can be so hard. Like, why is nobody buying? But yet when you think about it, there's millions of people in this world. <laughs> there will be people who will buy, right? Yeah. Or maybe you're just not making those strong enough connections. Mm -hmm. Maybe you haven't done that yet. There's a piece that's just not quite there, but don't give up, right? Yeah. Keep at it. Keep at it. And I think that's where like mentality comes in. I really, always, I just always remind myself, like, there's always more. There's almost 8 billion people in the world now. Yeah. And you're saying you can't get, you know, one sale. You can't do, like, you can. There's yeah. so many people in this world who need yeah. you, who need what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And for people who are speakers or they want to grow their speaking business, obviously COVID's changed a lot for people in the speaking industry. Mm -hmm. um, so right away, again, people want to pull back, like, well, I can't speak now anyway. I can't have big events, so I just won't do anything, right? Um, or this year is just a write-off. But there's so many other things you can still do. Yeah. And again, it's the connections. And once everything opens up, you know, we're going to be rocking and rolling yeah. if you're in the self-help industry because there's going to be so many people that are going to finally release everything they've been holding on to, all the stress and I've had to take care of my kids being in school and out of school and school at home and back to school and all of the stuff that's just been stressing everybody out, right? People have lost their parents to COVID um, and haven't been able to mourn properly. And there's just stuff going on for everybody in life, right? And so... Um, Candice, I think I might have lost you. Oh. Okay, we're back. Yeah, so I don't know where I was, but anyway. Um, but you yeah. loved off of like, you know, so many people had, you've just gone through so much during COVID and then the self-help industry 
Yeah, the self-help industry is going to be so big in the next year and people are going to be wanting to go to see speakers and hear because we got to get past um, a lot of the hard stuff that we've had to face now. That's so true. And I think, you know, for people to say like, oh, you know, COVID's a write off here. I'm like, well, you know, I started my business in the middle of COVID. When, you know, when COVID first started, I landed like a job that paid me a lot of money. I was doing, I was killing it. And then I was just like, this job is not for me. Like, I can't do this anymore. Like it was just draining emotionally. And I spoke with like my spiritual advisor and I like, was like, what do I do? And she's like, do what you want to do. What makes you happy? And so I started, I started a business in the middle of a pandemic and here I am. Like, it's been, you know, it's been so amazing. And I feel like I've also learned so much about myself and grown so much more as a person since starting my business. Yeah, definitely. That definitely happens because you're going to see sides of you that you've never had to see before in dealing with rejection and, and all these different things, right? Celebrating the wins and helping people and how gratifying that is, right? Um, so yeah, it's, it's a wonderful thing being an entrepreneur and be able to help people. That's so cool. So then in the speaking world, do you go to like other conferences? Do people invite you out there? How does that work for you being, um, being a speaker? Yeah. So a lot of what you have to do as a speaker is like anything else to be really intentional. So lately I haven't done it as much, but there was one year, because uh, I've just sort of changed focus, right? It depends kind of where I wanted to go with things. But um, the one year I was reaching out to a lot of different, I just decided it was kind of now, November, December, I usually do planning uh, for the next year. And I just told myself, okay, Candice, you're going to go speak at six events across Canada with real estate investing, right? And I just, same thing. Yeah, the people don't call, right? Like sometimes some people will, but you can't wait for that. That's the key thing. So if you get invited, just consider that a bonus, but you got to be reaching out. So if I want to be on 40 podcasts next year, I got to find 40 people and I got to reach out and I got to follow up. People need to see you sometimes seven, eight times in your business before they're like, oh yeah, she does money coaching. Oh, she's a realtor. And it yeah. takes getting in front of people. So, um, so again, if that's what you want to do, find the conferences, get everything set up, you know, get a speaker's reel, um, get your speaker's page set up online, and then get in front of people. I want to speak at your conference. This is what I'm, what I want to speak about. Um, and just keep making connections. That's so cool. And so amazing. Like, I didn't even know that that's how you do it. You're like, hey, I just want to, I want to be there. I want to talk. I just like signed up recently on this. Um, I don't know. I don't know what it's called, but it's, it's like help out a reporter or something. And then you get daily emails and then they yeah. tell you like, hey, we're looking for somebody to write about this topic and you can respond like, hey, I, nice. here's my list of things that I can write about. Right. Yeah. And really just putting yourself out there. Like you said, yeah. they might not call you. You can call them. Right. And what do you and think, you, what do you think stops people from doing that? Uh, well, everything takes effort. And that's the hardest part about being a small business owner. I'm the same. Like I, I'm very structured. I get a lot done. I have an assistant who helps me, but at the end of the day, um, I have to be intentional. So if I want to be on podcasts, 
I got to book that into my day that I spend time looking for a podcast. Um, and that's where like time blocking for the different activities is so crucial because otherwise a whole day can be spent just you wasted away on social media right so yeah. I set a timer not only time blocking when I'm going to start different things but also I set a timer and alarm to go off when I need to be done so if I'm on social media suddenly it, it bings and I'm like oh my goodness it's already been half an hour if I didn't have that I would have just kept going right and the time just goes that's so, so disciplined Time is our biggest resource. So what do I want to accomplish right now? And then I, I call it shelving the rest of my ideas. So if something comes up, let's say, let's use that app idea. Maybe I could use an app in my business. That's not something I'm tackling right now, but maybe I put that into my second quarter of 2021. So I put it on a shelf. I don't forget about it. You know, I've got a, here's a sheet on my wall that you can see. So maybe I put all my ideas on my wall. And then later, once I'm looking at the next quarter, okay, what do I want to tackle now? I got certain projects done this quarter. I've got that ball rolling. Now, what do I want to tackle next? That's so good. I just had a, a conversation with somebody, um, her name is Cherish, and I just interviewed her. And that was exactly what she said is she's like, write down your goals. Like, what do you want to do for your business? Like, what is the plan? Yeah. And I think that's so key. And I think in like starting a business, like for sure when I started, I wasn't doing any of that stuff. I was just like, cool, I'm just going to start posting on my Instagram. I already have enough followers and I'll just start a business and I'll, here I'll go. <laughs> right. And then you're like, wait, I'm not getting the responses I want. I'm not doing this. And then, you know, you're not being consistent. Right. And that is like the number one thing I like, I need my accountability partner. So like, I'll tell my husband, like, these are the things I need to get done today. If I'm not doing them, remind me. Right. And really yeah. having and that. If, yeah. And if your spouse will do that, that's huge. Um, if they don't want to do that, don't make them, <laughs> don't make your friends, don't make your mom, don't make your spouse, whoever it is. They were like, they were your spouse or your mom before they were your accountability partner. So <laughs> make sure that they're make sure they stay your, your husband or your spouse or make sure they stay that way. Stay your friend. Right. Yeah. yeah. It can, it can definitely be a lot, <laughs> but, but it's good. So then what do you suggest to people for ways for them to be accountable to themselves? How can you stay accountable to your business? Yeah, I think that making, like I book myself busy. That's the biggest thing for me. So if I look at, if it's Sunday night and I look at my week, I usually do it on Sunday night. So if I look at my week and I don't see a lot of appointments, then I got to get busy. So who should I call? So I go through people I know, okay, who haven't I talked to or my database? Who haven't I talked to in a while? And I start plugging those people into my calendar. So I have to connect with a certain number of people and then I know that that check mark, that box I can check mark. And then PR is another one. Okay, do I want to be on a podcast? Do I want to reach out to be a guest blog? Do I want to find a newspaper where I can be the money person in their newspaper? What does that look like? And then I work on that and I time block for that. So just, it's hard as an entrepreneur because we've got all the hats. But if yeah. you can try and take all those pieces of what you have to do and put them into your schedule, into your calendar, 
you don't forget stuff. Like try and not rely on your memory to figure out all this stuff and to remember everything. Mm -hmm. It's too hard. So, and then we can't be as creative when our mind is full of ideas. If I keep that app idea swimming around in my head and I don't put it on paper, then my brain is thinking about that. I got to offload all that stuff. That's why I put it on paper. My brain knows it's been taken care of. Mm -hmm. Now it's free to think of new things. Yeah, absolutely it is, right? That's so brilliant. And I think that it's just writing things down. Like that's for me, if I don't write it down, like it's not, it's not there. I will not remember it. I don't have, I don't think anybody has a brain like that where we can remember every single thing that we need to do. It doesn't work like that. I love it. So, you know, Candice, I'm just, we can close out and I just want to ask you to share some final tips, some words of encouragement for anybody who's either in a business right now in real estate or wanting to get into, you know, small business or, you know, in real estate or, or motivational speaking or whatever it is. What is something you would like to tell people? Uh, So I think again, number one, try and do it without debt that's that's going to make it way less stressful and take enough time to plan it out so again if you just wake up one morning and you're like okay i think i'm going to do this maybe give yourself a little bit more time and actually think through all of the pieces you know people say make a business plan and people go like eh, i don't want to do that but what the business plan really does is just tries to get you to think through all the different pieces right and so Take that time to think, to plan, and try and come up with all of the potential issues that might come up. And then, again, working through all the different pieces. So where am I going to make income? Where are my expenses at? How much do I actually need this business to produce? Um, Because we always actually, like, there's more expenses that come up than we can plan for usually. There's always surprises. So, you know, trying to make sure we've got enough income coming in. Does this make sense? And then who can help me? Because nobody has reached success on their, their own. Absolutely nobody in this world has reached success on their own. So finding those key people who can help you, who believe in you, and are going to help you achieve the success that you're looking for.